yo, it's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling, episode 399. This is your captain speaking, along with El Jefe, Moses Marquez. Top of the morning. Feeling oozy this morning. Feeling very oozy, um, especially considering that this is it. One week away from our 400th episode, but... Thanks to the Maxis being a bonus episode last year. This is technically my 400th episode, so I'm celebrating a little earlier than than everybody else. That's all right. That, that explains <laughs> a lot, but that's all right. Um, but we did great last week. Decent YouTube numbers, finally showing a little bit of life. And last week's Facebook views, through the fucking roof. Through the roof, um, by New highest viewed episode of 2022 with 19,446 beating out promo slam by just shy of a thousand views so thank you hey, to everybody that watched last week people like halloween man people like yeah. halloween especially, especially me there you go especially you yeah uh, t- uh youtube numbers keep it rocking i blame the tiktok folks keep on coming hit that sub much. though hit that subscribe yeah and you better come back this week and especially next week uh, before we begin, remember to like and follow us on youtube.com slash maxwrestling and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, at UK. Yes, sir. Now, um, I think it's pretty obvious what we're starting with this week, judging by the opening lines, but headlining this week, Sami Zayn and the Bloodline dominating uh, wrestling social media with a segment that technically went wrong. Yep, <laughs> it went wrong. <laughs> Of all the things to make you want to go back and watch SmackDown, a segment gone wrong. Hey, man, he's fucking, we've been talking him up like a motherfucker. He is awesome right now, okay? Awesome. Good for him. You know, if if Vince was still in Gorilla and that segment went so wrong and everybody broke character, he would be raging through that. I was going to say, every single one of them would be screamed at, hollered at. What the hell is wrong with you? You're supposed to be professionals. This is supposed to be a serious segment. Papa um, H is back there laughing too. <laughs> I couldn't hold it either. <laughs> I mean, it was okay for Solo. He wasn't even on camera that much, but you could see Jimmy in the background. He was cracking up. He was um, dead. Jay tried his best to hide it, but <laughs> then Roman made it worse. Roman never helps it. <laughs> Roman had too much fun with that segment. Once he knew everybody broke, he tried to break it, it even more. That was it. Yep. It, it was. Oh God! What it was? What's the what's the terminology? The dominoes just started falling. He was like, "Here we go. We're forward. Just fucking full bore, man." And I was, you know what? I was, I, I was. Uh, God, what? I don't want to say entertained because that's not. I don't want to use that word. It was fucking funny. Okay. I, I wanted to use one something. A word beyond entertained. It was. You know, I'm not normally watching SmackDown. You know what I mean? I have a reason to rewatch it. I'm laughing my ass off. I'm enjoying the show. What a concept. Uh, I think it did like 20 million over social media, 20 million views combined. On not YouTube surprised at all. God, great stuff by Sammy. Keep it up, yeah. brother. And just one word has now become... A catchphrase, Usi. Usi. Of all the words to break, how many people were in the ring? Five? It was five, five grown ass men. <laughs> Seasoned veterans, too, like Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. Yeah, they've all, the, all, most of them have, well, actually, no, let's go with 
they've all been in the business or around the business forever. If it's not in their fucking blood, like, well, Heyman is an exception, but he's been in it to damn near birth. I mean, at this point, I mean, he started at what, like 12, something like that as a reporter. Yeah, he was very. So, young. you know what I mean? It's it was it, 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 every single one of them broke yeah. from the dumbest of the dumbest of words. No, I, and I and I say this and I say it to no offense to the whitest to the whitest like offensive like when he was just trying to be cool. You know what I mean? He just he just had to throw out something he thought it was cool, and you know what? It was cool and hilarious. And- Having his delivery too. Anybody else, we would have complained. This is so cheesy. But Sami this... Zayn's delivery was just perfection. He's just not feeling it... very oozy. <laughs> but, but can he really do any wrong right now? No, Sami Zayn has got everybody in the palm of his hands. Hey, I, I'm, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving every bit of it. And it's, we've already had that idea of. Well, maybe it'll be Sammy to do the to do the deed to get you know to take the belts off of Roman or whatever. I really don't give a shit. He could just hang out and crack jokes for the fucking rest of his goddamn career for all I give a shit. Yeah, I, I don't really want Sammy and the Bloodline to go their separate ways. They they just no. gel together so well. It it is a it is a faction we never knew we had to have. No, and because of all that fun we had, it kind of almost glossed over the the serious subject of the segment, which is Jay unintentionally undermining Roman with the whole, I don't care what the tribal chief says. And then Roman's Mm -hmm. reaction was priceless. It was absolutely perfect reaction. Um, so so we're still seeing a little bit of dissension in the ranks. Sami Zayn can't get Jay, uh, in line. But I mean, Roman said on Raw they're out in town getting new seat or whatever the hell that yeah. means. <laughs> Hopefully, it means getting juicy. They're getting drunk. They get yeah, I don't know. Getting uh, having a good time, loosey goosey. Yeah, anyway, Jack um, Black would say. Hence the meme I posted: "Oosey oosey, baby, oosey." There you go. <laughs> Works perfectly. Uh, obviously, Jay's. Emotions, I guess, are in question in this whole storyline. Like, he, he doesn't trust Sami Zayn, but now he's starting to rebel slightly against Roman, which I guess comes full circle because Jay was, of course, the first person to fall in line with Roman. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I just, I, I get it, but, like, I, I already knew there was going to be, there had to be deception. I didn't. I just didn't think it was really going to be like one of the Usos, but I mean, it's working out fine. I guess you could play it as he was like the first one, and he's like, okay, I'm sick and tired of this. You know what I mean? I am see him getting to that point. I guess the overall question, is he going to start recruiting people, though? Who else is going to still start to feel a little less Usy? You know what I mean? Yeah, who's honorary Usy's? I mean, like, Kevin Owens has obviously been rumored to get involved, like, People want to cool. see KO and Sami Zayn team up and then take both titles, like eat one each. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I think Kevin Owens going into the group as like an insider, like trying to destroy the bloodline from the inside out would be a great storyline. Kind of like Roman, di- uh, not Roman, uh, Randy did with the yeah, White family. But better. I could see how that works, but... No, um... KO was the exact kind of person to do that stuff. 
but I also feel like he's the Triple H to uh, to Sean's cool, you know, to, to Shawn Michaels' cool guy, you know, like with 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 crime time, and he's like, don't worry, he's all I speak vi- I speak jive or whatever the fuck he said, yeah. and he's out there and he's just like he's all yeah for shizzle, like God damn it H, get your ass over here. I thought he had a gun. <laughs> Jesus Christ, so, so wrong but so good. It you're telling me how the good old days. The good old days when DX pushed the boundaries of everything. Uh, PC. <laughs> there was no such thing as PC back then. God, can you imagine DX in the in in this day and age? They'd never get airtime. They would. You can't say that. They'd be like a fucking. That. Can't say no. That. They wouldn't last very long. They'd get fined. Or something would go into rumor, and then they'd get real heat, and people would start digging up some dirt or something, and realize, oh, oh Sean did Playboy or Playgirl, and uh, then we're back to this again. Yeah. But no, um, however it ends up at WrestleMania, obviously, Roman Rock is the more likely scenario. I did notice this. I, mean, I can't believe it's taken me as long to notice the parallels between Roman and Rock's opening lines. Like, Rock would always get the cheap hometown pop with, finally. And Roman's now doing it every week with, acknowledge me. Like, they always say the hometown pop. Oh, I never first. noticed the that. opening line. Huh. Goddamn. I never thought that way, but hey, what do you know? Yeah, I, I just noticed this week. And if that's a very subtle way of, like, planting the seeds, then it's great. Like yeah. I can just imagine the video packages of, like, those two opening lines side by side, mirroring each other. Um, yeah. So if, if that is the WrestleMania match or not, I don't think is really relevant to the point that Sami Zayn is over as a motherfucker. Like a son of a bitch. This guy is stupid. I mean, now I need him, like, fucking around with The Rock. Like, that's what I need. Yeah. Now. Like, that. That's that's your television gold right there. Maybe that's his next task, is getting The Rock to come to a WWE show. You think he hey, could break hey Dwayne, rock? it's Sammy. Oh, I can imagine that voicemail. <laughs> uh, just call in. Your cousin wants to see you. Stuff like that. Uh, he said you're not feeling too oozy anymore. <laughs> we got the ooze juice for you. By the way, I love your new movie. <laughs> uh, which one is it? Oh, yeah, that one. The one in the jungle. <laughs> there you go. The one in the jungle. <laughs> I just did Black Adam. Yeah, that one. Sure, whatever. Is there a jungle scene in that one? I haven't actually seen it yet. Is there a jungle scene? I have not. <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off. There is now. You know what? I want Sammy to stay with the bloodline, even if it's just long enough to get involved in the in the storyline with the Rock, just to see Sammy and Dwayne ribbing off each other. That'd be great. I'm telling you, great. comedy gold. Yeah. Hang on for five months. Damn it. Just five months. I don't think he's making another movie. I mean, it took him 15 fucking years to make Black Adam. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't get what it took so goddamn long. I mean, he's a busy guy. Um, What was he doing 15 years ago? Playing in a bank. Uh, 15 years ago? Wasn't he making like a fucking movie a year, that bastard? That was like, what, 2007? What was he doing in 2007? I want to say making more movies. Didn't that when like Walking Tall came out? I think that was a couple of years before. I think he was just starting to get big in 2007. Like people were just starting to 
think of him as an actor and not that wrestler. No, oh yeah, not Rocky. Oh, was, was, I love the way you put that. <laughs> that wrestler who is now an actor. It's right. it's bizarre. It saddens me that people now know him more as an actor than they do as The Rock. Right? It's like, God damn it. This is where you, he started. You all knew him. You lies. You oh, wow. Haven't Two, lived. 2007, he did a bunch. Well, I wouldn't say a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah, he did the game plan. Yeah. Uh, and that well. He didn't do the two fairy in 07, did he? Not from what I'm looking at. No, he, let's see, Tooth Fairy had to be later on. No, okay, so this is all of 2007. So, uh, Southland Tales, whatever the fuck that is. Um, Wizards of Waverly Place as himself, because oh, of course he was on that. Okay, uh, again, fucking the game plan. WWE, the ladder match, whatever the fuck that is. That's his uh, deep D. <laughs> seriously. Reno 911 Miami as Rick Smith, one of the SWAT guys. Um, he did fucking six episodes of the Graham Norton show. Oh, yeah. Graham Norton loves the rock. And then uh, he was in Corey in the house. So that motherfucker was all over Disney. So, yeah, he wasn't actually getting very big in 07. He didn't even join the Fast franchise until 2011. See, get smart. Yeah, get smart in, in 08. Did anybody actually? Oh, that's something different. I don't even remember any of this. Show. Oh, Planet 51, that alien cartoon thingamajig. Oh, nine. That thing sucked. Yeah, by then he hadn't even made uh, Race to Witch Mountain yet. No, he got to the Tooth Fairy in 2010. So you're Jesus. telling me he got cast as Black Adam in 07, then he still went on to do the game plan, Planet 51, the Tooth Fairy, Faster, small... where his character name was just Driver. Driver or the fucking that well that hilarious little bit in goddamn uh the other guys, but that was more um Sam Jackson than him. Yeah. Ah, you shut your face. But hey, he finally done Black Adam and it's doing very well. Good for him. People love it. People do. Critics don't. Critics. I don't give a shit about no. If critics knew about, if critics were correct about everything, there wouldn't be these things called cult classics. Or you don't yeah. have to fucking you have to just watch it because people the people say you have to watch it. If that if that was the case, Shawshank wouldn't have done shit. Mm, mm. Critics hated Shawshank. Look at it now. Dumb as hell they are. Uh but I digress. On to other things for us. Promo series seven Rising Storm comes your way. It's getting closer and closer. We are now three weeks away. Uh, Group MVP will be decided, and of course, we predict Survivor Series War Games. Nice War Games. I cannot do it like William Regal. It's uh, one and done. I'm about to say, yeah, it will not. We could not do it justice. Uh, but that's not all. Moses is putting the Television Championship on the line against Cipher in a TV triathlon in one of the two House of Ashes versus Jury matches. Uh, it will be promo trivia promo. That's right, the promo triathlon, unlike Billy Madison. A sniper ain't gonna save you, brother. Um, he's gonna be here next week, but Mike Larkin will also be at promo series to go one-on-one with Daniel Crimmins in a promo exhibition with a two-minute time difference between the two of them. Advantage goes to DC. You know, last week I chalked up DC and having him in the corner. The reality is, is now we have to think of what is a fresh Mike Larkin like. Fresh 
and has to squeeze everything into uh, six minutes. So, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful chaos. Hey, with a good editing job, you can get anything done in six minutes. Yes, you do. Uh, meanwhile, the Phoenix has his work cut out for him as he approaches 100 days in this record fifth reign as knowledge champion. He defends the title in the traditional winner stays on gauntlet against original finalist Beer, original champion Kenny Killer, and never before competed for the knowledge title challenger, your captain. You know, there's many days I walk around the world and I say, you know, I don't ever want to be Feeny. And that didn't, and I definitely don't want to be Feeny now. He's a five-time knowledge champion. He's combined the second longest reigning but this may be his toughest challenge to date and he's he's gone up against mike a few times too it's, it's you got here's my thing is you got you're going up against if you look at it like this and i'm gonna and i'm gonna use some terrible people for this when you're going up against like a hulk hogan and and like a randy savage okay old school big name gigantic caliber cats and then guess what a mystery opponent because we don't know how the captain truly is in knowledge so the game is throwing you a curveball if you get past two of the greatest if memory serves me correct i've only done trivia once in 399 episodes it was on the first anniversary and that was just fun oh fucking ryan um, but I'm pulling double duty too, as I also have to defend the Max Wrestling World Championship in match two of two in the House of Ashes versus Jury Saga against Travis Walker Anderson and the Jury's own goddamn lawyer, Chad. Goddamn lawyer. And I'm not it's... even going to go into the details of how long I've held this time. I, I, it's been a long, gl uh, glorious, gruesome, gritty title reign, triple threat. It's looking mighty spicy. Oh, there is a storm coming. I guarantee that. For more information, go to maxrossom.net slash promo series 7. 7! <clears throat> and now for stupid shit people say online. This is Shit Mark Say. Guys suck. OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF thought he was dead, LOL. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. We begin Fine. by asking Moses, has anybody not been very oozy on TikTok? Oh my god. It's the, the fuck Pandora's box is open, ladies oh. and gentlemen, yeah. and it will not be shut. Jesus Christ, let them put their foots in their mouth. Oi, oi, oi. So I'm only going after one dude today because I, if I go after them all, we're going to be here too long and <laughs> we ain't got that much time to edit. So I'm going to change his name. Let's go with, uh, he's got an awesome name. How can I spin this? How can I spin this? Um, let's call him, let's call him Strawberry Candy. Let's go with that. I'm going to call him Strawberry Candy. And, um, well, apparently my little rant about Punk going to the E because, well, you know, the entire thing happened. He got fired or he's getting bought out, blah, 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 blah. We spoke about this last week. The toxicity of the Bucks, or should I say the elite, has come back. And it's come back in full force for some of these folks, including my man Strawberry Candies over here. Saying that it's a toxic work environment. Saying that 
he already knew that the Bucks and Omega were a bad idea, that this is all that they're terrible business people and this and this, all because of a ratings draw. All because of a ratings draw. You and I both agree that that was an awesome thing. And yes, the greatest this and the greatest that. And as much as we would love for him to hang out because he is a draw, because he is a name, because it took fucking how many years for him to come back? It was one of the greatest professional wrestling moments in the, in the least the last 10 years. In at least the last 10 years, his return was. And it got tarnished because he, and I, and I hate to keep going back to TikTok, you know, terminology or whatever, but he did the good old fashioned fuck around and find out. And the buck said, okay, let's go. Well, you're going to find out because the reality was is all of this could have, and, and I think I've said this in past episodes. I know I've said it on TikTok already. This could have easily been squashed before the show fucking started. You could have had an entire goddamn spat over some coffee, over a phone, over a whatever. And the whole bitch could have been squashed, undiddled. But no. No. Instead, he went, blamed every fucking writer there for spreading this story. Then blamed the bullshit EVPs that couldn't manage a target. A.K.A. the fucking elite. Because I have an issue with somebody. It blows out of proportion. He leaves smiling. He leaves smiling, leaves that press conference smiling in a good mood, according to many reporters and the video that they fucking had. He goes to the back. He gets confronted. Hey, dude, let's talk it out. And it turns into this. You leave a presser after dog shitting on everybody. They want to go talk to you with legal so we can get some shit straight. It turns into a brawl because you got in defense mode. But yet. The EVPs are the nasty, disgusting people. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and poor Brandon Cutler were the, were the bad guys. Because Punk got to fucking say his piece and land some shots. And now he has to pay what they call repercussions. Huh. Come on now. Come on. I ain't... Hey, my man right here is a punk lover, okay? And he understands what, what happens when you go this route. When are you guys going to understand? Strawberry candies, my man. Think real long and hard about your life. Maybe not your life, just your thought. Just your, you know, ideas of punk. You say strawberry. All I think of is candy cane. Candy cane. <laughs> um... Okay, unrelated on the other side of social media this week. Um, first up, we have Lane J. Oh, no. Um, clearly somebody who has never watched New Japan in his life. Probably oh, only ever watched WWE. Um, Game my composure. Yeah, you're going to have to. Moses' boy, Shibata, turned up on Dynamite. He fucking did. Um, Lane J says... Uh, well, he, he showed up along with best friends. Liam mm -hmm. J says, nobody's arrive in front of 2,400 people. Lane. That is goddamn Kachishori Shibata. That man damn near died 
in this in one of our lovely rings in one of these lovely New Japan rings off of a fucking headbutt. They thought this son of a bitch would never walk again, let alone wrestle. Let alone wrestle. The next time you say something stupid like that, leave your address. What the fuck? Are you yeah, kidding me? Worthy of a headbutt. Like, bro, like, yeah. like, let's let's feel his pain one time. Are you kidding me? Come on, dude. Shibata would, and I hate saying it like this because I'm a fucking, you know, me and Okada. Shibata would have been bigger than Okada. I mean, he is literally wrestling royalty in Japan. Oh, fuck everybody yes. loves Shibata. Everybody loves Shibata. He and is that, universally loved. And you, you're also calling the best friends nobodies who, I mean, they're not everybody's cup of tea, but they've been relevant in AEW since day one. Since day fucking one, man. I mean, hell, was it, wasn't um, wasn't their street fight one of the first five-star matches? Yeah. Entertaining as all shit during the pandemic. Like, like come on. Come on. Stop, like, stop, stop being so fucking narrow-minded. If you watch the E, just say that. Just say, like, hey, I've never seen this cat before, so to me, he's a nobody. All right, hey, let me run you this link one time. Go ahead and watch that video. And, and there you go. Pretty sure there was more than 2,400 people there, but no matter how many people's there, every single one of them popped. Not to say, I was like, they were in Baltimore. Like, what? 2,400 people. They they were loud as shit. Everybody knew who Shibata was. Lamar Jackson in the front row know who Shibata was. <laughs> that's the thing that's killing me right now. Lamar Jackson in the front row. NFL soon to be two-time MVP knew who fucking Kachishori Shibata was. Come on, goddammit. Crazy. Um, now on to a little bit of misogynistics. Oh, Lord. Uh, this comes from not-so-wise-man Abdul. Fantastic names. Who says, so many women being broadcasted tonight on NXT. Uh, this is why AEW fans don't watch NXT. They're as allergic to women as they are deodorants. I mean... I mean, you're a wrestling fan, too. wrestling. I hate that fucking term. The oh, you guys don't have no deodorant. No, you're sweaty, bitch. You watch the same thing we do. You watch the same shit we do with a different name. Shut the fuck up. But as far as women's wrestling, well, who said we didn't like it? And why the fuck do you think that? If if AEW fans don't like women's wrestling, how the fuck did Britt Baker get so? Thank over? you. I was just gonna say. I was like, how the hell did Britt get to be fucking such a guy gigantic star? If we didn't like women's wrestling, why is Riho ratings? Yeah. I mean, come on now. What? I mean, go back to Punk. What did he say to MJF? Like you've been replaced by Britt Baker as one of the four pillars of AEW, and she damn near was. Yeah, it's the truth. She's she's fucking well. I mean, if anybody she's replacing anybody, it's Sammy at this point. But I mean, that's that's what I'm driving at. Is it's like, come on, bud. We love women wrestling. Huge pop. Jade, she's getting super over. Soraya, Jade is stupid over. Soraya's crazy over. Hell, we don't. Women in general, how huge of a fucking reaction did Renee get? Yeah, and she's just a friggin' interviewer. That's it. We don't shut the fuck up. 
And also, I'm pretty sure we've always praised NXT for its women's division. I know like we have. Day one. I I know before AEW was a thing, I used to praise NXT's women's division. So, again, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? It hasn't always been great in AEW. They've, they've had some good matches and they've produced some good stars, but the women's division has always lacked a little bit. But NXT to a degree. has always delivered on women's wrestling. Yes, a thousand percent. I mean, have they had some rough patches? Everybody has. But they've also been very good. And a lot of times the, the women's roster to be, you know what I mean? There was a time where it was like, um, you know, if you went to N- the NXT and you were a woman, it was like, bam, you're going to be, you might be the next big thing. You're pretty huge. Da, 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 da. You know, there was no reason for you to go to Impact. And then now AEW is big enough. So I, I we get that. But still, I mean, NXT turning out stars. Come on now. Allergic to women, my ass. Thank you. Hell, it was a time when women's wrestling was even carrying the main roster. This is the truth. Now, I'm going to say it like this because it's going to make me sound like an asshole, and that's how I feel this morning. But uh, when, when you say stupid shit like you're allergic to deodorant, um... Homie, when was the last time you took a shower? Like, if if we stink because we sweaty, you don't wash your ass, okay? Because again, we're in the same boat. So I just I had to throw that out there. It was just chilling on my noggin. Right, man. They are marks, and that's the shit they say. You're fucking stupid. All right, before we go to a break, let's play a little game of guess the wrestler. Oh yeah. I wonder. Guess the wrestler. He's the bestler. Better than all the wrestler. All right. Lots of obscure places I shall start with to get you going on this fine, fine gentleman who is still currently active to help you out just a tad bit. Skis. Uh, in 2022, currently, or uh, recently, I should say, he was ranked 75th. Uh, on the top 500 from PWI, he is, let's see, he's a future, he won the Future Legend Award from the Cauliflower Alley back in 2009. He was the World League Wrestling Heavyweight Champion five times and the World League Wrestling Tag Team Champion three times with a, with a man named Bull Schmidt and Wade Chisholm. World Wrestling Express Heavyweight and United States Champion. Oh, here we go. This should be a nice one. NWA TNA. So I guess the earlier NWA. He won the Dupe Cup with uh, uh, with Bo Dupe, whoever the fuck that is. The fuck is Bo Dupe? No idea. Uh, here we go. Uh, we'll leave Metro Pro Wrestling out, but good shout out for them. NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. He won the NWA Series Tournament in 2001 with his team of Genocide, the Masked Mystery Man, Kobe Carino, and Jack Stain. He was national champion one time and a two-time NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Ooh. Primarily a tag guy, though, elsewhere. 
So primarily tag guy, early TNA, two-time NWA world champion, still active. The last, cr- the last clue I could give you is literally the end-all, be-all. So I'm trying to see if you're nogging. Let's see. He was in uh, Impact in 2009. Oh, he came back. Yeah, he came back. Well, actually, when he debuted. It was in 09. Oh, okay. He debuted under the name of the Outlaw. Oh, fuck. Billy Gunn. No. Oh, no, wait. Wait, the Outlaw. Wait a minute. Was it not Billy Gunn? Oh, Billy Gunn was the Outlaw. Let's see. He teamed with Eric Young to defeat the team No Limit, Naito, and, and uh, Ujiro. Of course it's fucking Naito and Ujiro. Of course it is. Oh, Lord. That's fantastic. Showed up in NWA in 2019 after he came out of retirement. All right, last clue, and this should be the giveaway right here. He is a three-time WWE Tag Team Champion with one Lance Cade. Fucking Trevor Murdoch. Fucking Trevor Murdoch. I don't remember ever seeing him in TNA. (laughs) <laughs> well, he was in TNA under the lovely name of the outlaw, Jethro Holiday. Oh, shit, yes. But I'm yeah. sure Billy Gunn was called the outlaw. Originally I'm sure he too. was, too, at some point. I'm sure he was, too. This motherfucker with the pro I'm wrestling. No. God damn, he was everywhere. Pro Wrestling Noah, TNA, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Oh, okay. He was just outlaw in TNA. Oh, okay. Billy Gunn. Of course he is. God damn you, TNA. God damn you, TNA. He was only in WWE for three years? Bullshit. Yeah, literally just that tag team with Lance Cade. There's no way. I feel like it was like forever. Like, I hate to say it like that. Maybe he just, like, sucked in and dragged, but I swear to God, I felt like he was there forever, man. I guess so. I mean, it it was a long three years. It, it started getting a little bit shaky around 07, 08. That did. Oh, it's crazy, crazy. Velvet Sky. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. It's the ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler. Hey, person dancer, aka number 10 of the Dark Order. Hey, this is Tommy Tree. Hey, everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. This is the voice of Killer Cross. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Max Wrestling Podcast. And we're about to take it to the Max. We're about to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the max. We're going to take it to the max. Take it to the max. Welcome to the madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the madhouse. Welcome back. 
back to the Cap and Mo show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be joining us. Still to come this week's Geek of the Week, Best for the Week, and this week's Dynamite. But first, we're going back in time for this week in wrestling history. There's not an awful lot of history this week, but let's jump into October 28, 2018. WWE presented Evolution, its first all-women pay-per-view headlined by Ronda Rousey defending the Raw Women's title against Nikki Bella in a surprisingly good match. Um, mm-hmm. And Becky Lynch defending the SmackDown Women's title against Charlotte Flair in a last woman standing match. Despite being one of the better-reviewed shows of the year, certainly one of my favorites, um, it was also one of the lowest buy rates and has not been repeated since. No, but I was already hearing rumors it might come back. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Triple H is up for it, but Vince looked at the numbers and went, nope. No, thank you. Hey, I enjoyed the show. It doesn't matter what the numbers was, I enjoyed the show. I think it did low numbers because people just didn't want to give it a chance, but those that did give it a chance, many of which thought it was the best pay-per-view of the year. It was really good. I mean, fucking Trish and Lita was out there, for goddamn sake, and they were old and did well. <laughs> yeah. I hate saying it like that, because, jeez, fuck, when you look that good, it's hard to be old. Yeah. Easy to do well, though. Hey, you're telling me. Um, all right, we're getting into, this, into some WCW history now. Oh, let's go. Uh, October 29th, 1995, at Halloween Havoc. Hulk Hogan defeated the Giant in a monster truck competition before later on losing the world title to the Giant by DQ under special rules. I was just (laughs) terrible. Pac-95 was bad. Oh, but it gets worse. You're telling me. On the same day in 2000, also at Halloween Havoc, buff the stuff. Bagwell defeated David Flair in a first blood match. Jeff Jarrett defeated Sting. Booker T defended the world title against Scott Steiner. And your main event for Halloween Havoc, Goldberg defeated Chronic in a two-on-one handicap match. Yep. However, <laughs> did this company die? Uh, Goldberg versus Chronic? Yep. And you got Jeff Jarrett versus Sting. Booker yep. T's the world champion. You got a first blood match, but no, Goldberg and Chronic in a handicap match is your main event. Hey, Goldberg was hot, all right? He, yeah, he was, but damn. Oh, God, I can't. That's just the worst. That was I, just so bad. I don't feel I need to point out that WCW died a few months later. Yeah, if it wasn't obvious enough. <laughs> Um, back to WWE, October 30th, 2016, Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair made history in the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match, uh, and main event of the show. Flair won the title back. This was the fourth title change between these two since the title's creation just six months earlier, and the title also changed hands between the two of them another two times by the end of the year. Two times. Yeah. That, that was good an awful step, run. It was a good matches, but it was an awful hot potato title run. Yeah, well, that's what they wanted, right? And I'm sure we've mentioned it numerous times, but each of Sasha's reigns during that time were between 20 and 27 days. Short as fuck. But then again, that was like fucking 
pay-per-view, change it. Pay-per-view, yeah. change it. It's like, okay, can you fucking relax, bud? And this was like up until a couple of years ago, Sasha never successfully defended a women's title in the, on the main roster. That's terrible. Ah, November 1st, 2005, WWE presented the second ever Taboo Tuesday, an interactive midweek pay-per-view in which fans voted for which matches they wanted to see. I always loved the concept. Um, the second one featured Trish defending the women's title in a typically mid-2000s WWE Fulfill Your mm. Fantasy Battle Royal. Of course. <laughs> Um, Ric Flair defeated Triple H in a steel cage match, and John Cena defended the WWE title against Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. This was the second and last Taboo Tuesday. It was moved and renamed Cyber Sunday the following year. Whatever, bring that shit back. Yeah, bring it back. Um, I always liked it being on Tuesday, too, just because it was different. Well, yeah, but I think I'm more about the interaction. Hook me up. Yeah, yeah. Even Cyber Sunday only lasted a few more years, and then they just stopped it because it was very blatantly rigged. (laughs) But I think they were pretty uh, just open to the fans' results for the first couple of years, and then they just decided, no, we'll start fixing it a little bit more. Yeah. Stop fixing things. Yeah, bring it back. Final piece of history this week, November 2nd, 1998. The Hardcore Championship was created on Raw and awarded by Mr. McMahon to Mankind. Ironically, uh, this was Mick Foley's one and only reign as Hardcore Champion, despite mm-hmm. being the Hardcore Legend. Right? Isn't that the fucking craziest part? Is <laughs> He is the Hardcore Legend with one Hardcore title reign. God, I remember I remember the debut of that belt. I said, you took that old wing angle and you busted it to shit? No, they didn't. No, they did not. But that's exactly what I thought as I was a young child. <laughs> oh, man. I They didn't do, like, a, a toy version of the hardcore title when I was a kid. So I had oh. two um, eagle wrestlers, and, and I smashed one of them up to make They would have sold title. out. That's the thing. They would have fucking sold out in fucking minutes, baby. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Fuck, I'm, man, what a belt. I'm pretty sure they did, like, official, like, gold replicas after a few years. Shit, they I never need did, to like, see. They never did, like, a plastic toy version. Is there a replica hardcore title? Because like, I'm not spending that much money on a destroyed belt. Fuck. You don't know who the hell I am. <laughs> uh, holy. $500. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, never mind. I can go over here. Dang. Ringside collectibles for three hundred bucks. You know what? <laughs> never mind. Is it is it cheaper to get a winged eagle replica and smash it up yourself? <laughs> it looks like it, dude. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's see, winged eagle. <laughs> yep, I'll just buy oh, the piece of the shit fuck? fucking one off. Goddamn it! <laughs> I'll just buy two from Amazon and smash one up. There we go. Problem solved. That's awful. <laughs> well, it is probably dollars. It is probably a cheap ass knockoff. Let's be honest here. It's be as my man DC would say, is like, yeah, you can get any belt you want on Amazon for a hundred bucks, but is it going to be of decent quality? And it's like, you know what? You make good sense. Man, I can't get over the price of that. Right for a hundred bucks, ain't bad. Not at all. It. All right. So, uh, in other news, um, 
one year of Mandy Rose uh, as NXT Women's Champion this week. I want to say good for her, but I did say the other week that I did kind of want her to lose. I figured it was over for her, but I know they got plans. I don't know what what they are, but they got them. Yeah. I mean, she, let her keep going, I guess. Great. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like she's bad or boring. So. No, and I think we were saying last week how much she has improved in NXT. But I don't think like anybody like watched Fire and Desire back in the day and thought, yeah, they were a good tag team. But I don't think anybody looked at Mandy Rose and thought she'd be a hell of a women's champion. Right. Oh, yeah. Look at this. She'd be a killer single star. Nobody said that. Not one time. But even though she had backup for the majority of her reign, she has carried that division. It it doesn't matter. I mean, in in reality, um, the faction helped her. She needed that. She needed them. And and then I want to say three months in, she didn't need him no more. But they worked so well together, there was no point of breaking them up. So it's just it's she decided to herself, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this right. If they're going to move me to NXT, I'm going to do this right. So she went, she got excellent. I mean, if she wasn't already in good shape, she went and got excellent shape and came out and said, who can I learn from that can actually teach me? To do better. Who's better than the coach? Like, I've always said this to the people out there. They're going to be like, well, they should just go to one of the coaches. Motherfucker, I can learn. It's better to learn from somebody who's doing it every single day, today, this style, than it is to learn from somebody who retired 12 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Who's trying to teach this style. Okay. I'd rather learn it from somebody who's doing it than somebody who's trying to teach it. So... But that's me. But then again, so again, with all the people in NXT and all the people I'm sure her fucking boyfriend can get a hold of, I'm sure she found some people, trained harder and harder and harder, and she shows, and it shows she can put matches together. They're not bangers. They're not five stars. They're, you know, maybe a couple fours or whatever, but that's leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds better than where she was. That's the great uh, thing about uh, JC and Gigi is, like, they haven't, Held her down or dragged her down at all. They've no. been at her side, and, but she still led the way. Yeah, she has, and she's and it's and it's nice. It's refreshing, um, and it's just it, for a year it hasn't gotten stale. I've I know it just if I can said that a little bit ago, but it's the truth. It's nice. No, yeah, she's still on a hot streak now, as much as she was when she first became NXT Women's Champion. Oh, big time, and it's great. But now, I mean. The question goes back and forth of who could be next, if anybody, you know, is there anybody that could stop her? Do they have to bring somebody else in? You yeah, know. I mean, well, we all thought Alba Fire would win and Mandy would go up to the main, but obviously she's doing great business for NXT, so they're going to keep her around for a little bit longer. Yeah, that's okay. Let her hang out there. It's not like it's going to do her any harm. No. Um, and also new tag team champions in Asuka and Alexa Bliss, which was a little bit of a surprise. You're telling me when I seen that one, I was like, oh, for show. Yeah. But random. Random, but I'm not going to say I don't like it. It works. It's just a weird team, though. Yeah, it works. It's weird. But it's also pretty bad that the um, women's tag team championships are very much becoming hot potato right now. Yeah, and I think that it's trying to be hot potato to garner more attention every week. You know what I mean? Like, oh, who's coming out this week? You know, oh, it's more ladies from the main? Oh, what the fuck's going on? And I mean, 
I did keep saying that they need to use people from the main roster, but I, maybe not in a hot potato fashion. But yeah. hey, let's see where it pans out. You know, I mean, you're also trying to build damage control, yeah, and you just keep taking titles away from them. Yeah. I mean, I I understand it, but at the same, I mean, there's there's there. I want to. God, why am I defending them? Um, I don't know. I just maybe there's rhymes to the reasons. You know what I mean? Like I'm with you. Damage control is hot. Keep it on them. They're hot. Um, but then again, if you tell me Oscar and Alexa Bliss are going to hang out in NXT and defend those belts every Tuesday, then I I'm I would be a little bit more enthused and more i guess uh i have more of a reason to watch i'd be down for that i mean i'm not saying i don't like damage control i'm not saying that i'm just i'm not saying that let me don't, don't don't yell at me i'm just saying you main roster stars on nxt is always meant to be a draw yeah so let's use it um so on to dynamite uh, pretty action-packed night. Uh, Jay Lethal defeats Darby yeah. Allen with an assist from Cole Carter, whose name they have to say twice for those that don't watch Dark. No, it's that motherfucker, Fo Nichols. He was two dimes uh, as a part of fucking um, whose goddamn crew was he in in NXT? Oh, uh, oh in NXT. Yeah, no, he he came from NXT. Yeah, he was. He was God, uh, uh, Tony D'Angelo. He was running with Tony yes. D'Angelo, and he was two dimes. I called him motherfucker Fo Nichols, and so Fo Nichols is back. And I was like, "So, do you have some kind of hist? I don't understand the history. Like, who, how, who is this person that has the secrets for for Darby? You know what I mean? Because it ain't Fo Nichols. So, what the hell? I just that that kind of threw me off. Yeah, I mean, I expected I expected uh, Lethal to win either way. No, the the opening was a little kind of okay. What's the what's the story here? What's going on? What the fuck? Yeah, um, head scratchers. Cole they re-debuts, I guess, um, as part of Jay Lethal's group, and then we get another debut from none other than Jeff Jarrett. Oh God, I was so fucking bad. I mean, I, I've I've had my ups and downs with this with this fella for many years. And and I think that's what the fucking uh thing is about. I think that's maybe the guy that showed him whatever the fuck. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's the guy that gave out the, the, the tips. I don't again, they didn't fucking explain shit. So that doesn't help. And then goddamn dumbass j- I am not a guitar maker. I've I've never been a guitar maker. I've never been a guitar player for fuck's sake. But I swear to God that looked like a shoot guitar. Sounded yeah. like a shoot guitar, and do, and fucking Darby was busted open. How how much dust came out of it? A lot. Like I it just I. I hate I hate the guitar shots. I do. I think they're I think they're stupid. Um. And the reason why I think they're stupid is because there's many a dudes in WCW who don't have a normal fucking life because of that shit. <sighs> fucking slap nuts. Oh, my God. Uh, he's, all, he, he's also 
the new director of business development in AEW. I mean, in that retrospect, fine. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. I, I fine. I'll shut the fuck up. Fine. But when he's out there screaming and yelling that it's him, it's my family. I'm like, uh, the, his, you know, his, oh, I, my family has such a name in this business and this and that. And they practically own AEW and this and that. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, I understand the lineage that the Jarrett's have in professional wrestling. But like I always say, that fucking lineage started and ended with your daddy. Okay. You were just, you just so happen to be a wrestler who's yet to retire. Hence why you get to carry the Jarrett name and all that fun jazz. You know, I remember that fucking promotion you had for a little bit went under fast. And now it's somebody else's property. Yeah, but I mean, TNA was doing fine under him until other people got involved. That's true. That he did. Problem. He did. He did get easily influenced. So, I mean, it, it, uh. it's I don't know. I, I'm this. An attack on Darby has to mean it has to mean we're going to get Sting and Jarrett. Yeah. Like it's fucking circa 2000, baby. Uh, so we praised TNA, but then we also had the GFW debacle. That's exactly what I always go back to. It's like I wasn't the biggest fan. OK, you know what? And I, and I said this in Discord last night. Watching the watching AEW, it's no big deal. And that goddamn theme song starts playing. Yeah. I fucking hate that. Was why I never watched Impact. If anybody ever wants to know why I never watched Impact, every time I ever thought, every time I ever thought about giving it a shot, I'd hear that. I'm like, nope, nope, fuck right off. I actually, for a while, thought that was like a transition theme because of how often goddamn Jeff Jarrett would come out. And I'm like, fuck, man. Let me watch the show without you. Yeah, nope. I mean, his his biggest criticism was always he keeps putting the world title on himself, which I get. But he was also a very good heel. Like it was very easy to dislike him. Yeah, so it works. Yeah. Not to mention he did put people over, like AJ. Um, mm-hmm. Who else did he lose a title to? Did he lose a title to Sting? I want to say, didn't he lose it? Yeah, I want to say Sting, and then didn't Joe as well? think so yeah i mean he was like he was like a five-time champion he must have lost it to a few different people but the one i remember was aj because aj was so young at the time hey, and then look where aj went possibly the best in the world mm-hmm. um moving on to bowen's asking daddy ass to adopt him oh that was fantastic <laughs> stuff man <laughs> damn near shed a tear it was beautiful. And of course, it was interrupted by Billy's actual son. Actual son. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, they're going to do this whole thing. And he's like, oh, this, you know, adoption certificate. I was like, where the hell is his real kids? And I mean, I'm not saying this because, like, I like his real kids, but I'm like, where the fuck are his real kids? <laughs> they didn't even get an invite to his birthday party. First off, if, if, if you hung out with Austin Gunn, would you want to invite him anywhere? No. I mean, maybe if we were like gonna go get like some chicks or whatever, sure, I'll take him out. He's the he's the fucking guy that's gonna loosen him up. They're hilarious. Now, hey, look at that nerd. Fuck this guy. Let's get out of here. Now I look at the stud. They also seem to have forgotten that they turned on him. That's that's what happens when you you know when it's your dad. You know you're the you're the naive sons. What do you mean I did something wrong? I didn't do nothing wrong. It's your fault, old man. 
What do you mean you're adopting a new kid? <laughs> Two of them. What the hell's going on? I didn't. It's crazy how how much they're investing in like trademarks and like adoption certificates and stuff. Like it's so much really fun. Pushing this. They're having um, fun. And surely they they owe some royalties for the t-shirts and stuff. They're still wearing the daddy ass t-shirts and scissor me t-shirts. What do you mean? As far as like, uh, well, they won the thing, so they don't have to owe nobody nothing no oh, more. They, I missed the match. Oh yeah, no, it happened on Rampage. Oh, You're fuck. fine. No, they ended up winning. Uh, no, no, they was at a. It was on Rampage. No, they ended up winning. Oh, okay. I know that was my oh, whole thing. It was like they fucking gave it right back real ass quick. But I mean, it is what it is. It was like a smart ploy to to get a match, and then it went from there. But no, 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 they got it back. Um, that's kind of why they went over the top, grabbing the scissors out of the fucking crowd, and oh, this and that, and. Truth be told, I need one of those shirts. That that explains a lot. Fuck, goddamn rampage. Goddamn rampage. Show some fucking clips though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give it a reminder though. You know like, what I mean? Sometimes reminders don't hurt. I mean, like they do it with Raw and SmackDown during the entrance, just like, hey, this happened on Friday. That's it. You know what I mean? That was it. And then I mean, and I've been saying this for a while. You could do the same exact thing with like BTE. Yeah. If like you do shit on BTE for you know, dynamite and rampage. Fucking just show the clip. Even if it's just like a highlight reel before the show, like this past week on Rampage. Thank you for the yeah, character. yeah. I mean, fuck. Raw used to open up like that back in the nineties. Yeah, Raw had a recap every single week. Now they just have that fucking god awful entrance theme song. Mm-hmm. Come on, trips, change it. Come on. We know that's not your taste. Come on. Um, but also, strangely in this segment, no sign of Swerve or Keith Lee, even though they're the number one contenders. They did show up later on, though, backstage with uh, with Rick Ross. Ross, the big boss. Which, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know why there's no reason for them to be out there. They had a way bigger segment, I guess. Sure, I, I guess maybe they didn't want that segment to overshadow Rick Ross being there. Oh, for sure. That's for sure. Um, we talked about Punk a little bit earlier, but I think we're going to have to talk about him again now because Jericho took a blatant shot at Punk as his mystery challenger for the Ring of Honor title was none other than Colt. Boom, boom, cabana. For those who thought last week when I kept telling you to live in your fantasy land that Punk might come back, Punk might come back, Punk might come back, he ain't come back. He ain't coming back. Now, and bringing in Colt was a giant middle finger. Oh, huge. This was this was definitely a politic move. I've I've never been the guy to be like, oh, well, they did this because he makes the most sense. Fuck no. It was a middle finger. It was another subtle way of saying the the elite is on their way back. Yeah, it, it didn't make no sense other than that. Like, whether you like Colt Cabana or not. Well, yeah, because he, I mean, because for fuck's sake... We thought all day long it's going to be a former Ring of Honor World Champion, former Ring of Honor World Champion. So you're going down the list of former Ring of Honor World Champions of guys who could make sense to come in, and Jericho changes it and says, I don't care what champion you were in Ring of Honor, tag team, six-man, TV, and Colcaban is a two-time tag team champion. So it's like, great, you just broaden the spectrum, which is, I mean, helps, but yeah. then there you go. And I mean, now you get now you get boom, boom, cabana. 
So we'll see. I mean, stick him on ROH. Just stick him in Ring of Honor and leave him there. Yeah. I mean, whether you want to defend Colt Cabana in this whole scenario or not, the fact is, it's not like he's ever drawn a dime. No, I mean... This wasn't about ratings. It was about a middle finger. No. That was all it was about. It, yeah, it was about a good old-fashioned fuck you right back. But then I just... I don't know. It is what it is. All this shit could have been fucking squashed. Okay? It could have all been fucking squashed if goddamn men would have acted like goddamn men and not fucking child, children. I mean... him children. And, exactly. Him and fucking Punk had their own beef to the point where they were, like, talking on a daily. You guys can't handle your shit like that? Like... Outside of the media, like you were handling your regular everyday business, that oh, makes yeah. no sense to me. I don't know why, but Punk's had an issue with Jericho for a while. Like they always had a great rivalry, but I remember him saying how Jericho wanted to be the one to get that first interview after he left WWE, and obviously Colt Cabana got it. And Punk was like, "I'm not going to do Jericho's podcast because he's not interested in my story. He just wants the views." I mean, so I don't know what's going on between those two. No, they, they've had a hatred for each other, but then again, I mean, they did, TK did that whole investigation, and I'm sure he put a feeler out to the locker room and said, hey, in your opinion, after, even after this situation, it's punk stay or go. And I'm sure he got a nice good handfuls of he can hang out. I mean, we're wrestlers, we have egos, we fight, whatever, let him hang out, let him make amends. And I'm sure there was a bunch of them like, you know what, dude, I just would rather not bother with it. And unfortunately for him, that means he's done. You know, it's just, it's, he wasn't overall hated. He was just hated by a mass. And unfortunately now there's that narrative that I had spoken about earlier with fucking strawberry candies about, you know, oh, it's the elite's agenda, the elite's agenda to kick out who they don't like, who they don't want, who's in their wrong and blah, 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 blah. If that was the case, there'd be a lot of cats kicked out for doing stupid shit. Sammy wouldn't be, uh, you know, he wouldn't still have a job. You know oh, what I mean? God. There was other, there was other dudes who still wouldn't have a job. Okay. But, but then again, you know, everybody wants to think a certain way. Everybody feels like there is a, a specific WCW type of narrative in AEW. And whether that's true or not has for me yet to truly be seen. But it's I I don't know why they're we're, we're immediately jumping to that gun though you know what I mean yeah um but that wasn't the whole story of course after the match Ian Riccaboni was then oh, bullied for one of a better term by the JAS asshole um, but entered BCC for the save Claudio came um, flying in boy he did but like how far apart are their locker rooms because Claudio came flying out then he got jumped then Brian came flying out. He gets jumped, and then finally, Wheeler Yuta comes flying out. Like, so what I'm hearing, locker room? what I'm hearing is they were all hanging out and catering, getting a bite to eat, and they just did not want to finish their food. <laughs> They're like, "What do you mean?" But no, I got a shit. All right. But it was but it's Salisbury see... steak night. Sorry. It, oh yeah, Brian ain't eating no steak. <laughs> um, it was good to see Brian getting into the mix of things and not like feeling sorry for himself like he has been doing backstage he's like find that found that fire again yeah it's nice uh and bcc working as a unit we don't get to see them like together very much 
No, and, the, and like I said, it, it, as you put it, it, it was great to see dry, to be, get B dry out of his own head and out of his own way to go out there and help his his uh, club members. But is it going to last longer than this week? You know what I mean? That's that's the next narrative. But no, I mean, and then on top of that, it was great to see them all. It was great to see them all. They're obviously building towards uh, Claudio and Jericho, which is, I think, going to be a great one. That might be the one where Jericho finally loses. Yeah, I'd like to see Claudio get it back. But then, I mean, then again, that he could, you could go through B Drive for the four hundredth and tenth time, and I don't think anybody would really hate it. So I don't. I mean, you could play it a bunch of different ways, which is the greatest thing about this story. When you can play it multiple ways, that's always a good sign. Always a good sign. Um, I hope it lasts longer than whatever a few weeks or whatever, because everybody loves Blackpool Combat Club. And yeah. I like Brian as a fiery baby face. He's awesome. He's a um, man. Jamie Hayter is finally getting her one-on-one shot for the women's title at full gear against Tony Storm. Good shit. Um, I mean, I think if they're smart, they pull a title change. As much as we praise Tony Storm, you can't deny how over Jamie Hayter is right now. The narrative is simply, oh, we have to get Tony and Thunder Rosa. Tony and Thunder Rosa. Tony and Thunder Rosa. Where is when's Thunder Rosa coming back? I haven't heard anything about it. All I know is she has a back injury, and I believe the last time we heard about it, it was relatively serious. Yeah. So I'm with you. What they should do is they should drop the interim at this point. Because unless she comes back between like a 90 day period, bro, like this, this interim shit is ridiculous. Um, drop the interim and yeah, hand it, not hand it to hater, but it's haters time because then you start the inner turmoil between her and Britt Baker. And that's a story that's going to sell out the fucking ass anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's literally the, the most, Perfect move. Um, then Jungle Boy getting involved um, yeah. in the All-American title picture. Well, not necessarily in the title picture. He just wanted the Luchasaurus. But... All-Atlantic. All, what did I say? All-American. All-American. I mean, not far wrong. It's all real American. <laughs> Uh, Jungle Boy attacked Luchasaurus with a chair and then drove him off the stage through a fucking table. Um, giving a big assist to Orange Cassidy, I think. Like, there were points in this match where I forgot Ray Phoenix was in the match. Yeah, it was it a little was just, weird. It was just Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus beating the shit out of each other. Um, yeah, sorry, that, um, Luchasaurus and Orange Cassidy. I'm getting confused yeah. by everybody. Well, um, I mean, it was... I did not expect Luchasaurus to get so much in. Yeah. I expected him to be the big guy taking a beating. Well, he certainly took a beating from Jungle Boy. Well, yeah, well, I, yeah, I figured it was going to be at least a two or on one, but I mean, it worked. It worked yeah. as a, it worked better than I expected it to. Um, Jungle Boy showing up is just fantastic stuff. I, the, this this feud they're building, it, they're obviously trying to save it for the pay per view, which is perfect. Yeah. And Make I it can't happen. imagine what kind of match they're going to do with the pay per view because they've already had like a pretty steel cage. Got to make a steel cage, cage baby. There you go. I wrote it for you, TK. 
Um, so it came down, of course, to Orange Cassidy and Ray Phoenix, and then we got interesting layers to Pack, who tried to get mm-hmm. Phoenix to use the hammer. Phoenix didn't want no part of it. Um, Cassidy gets to win. Pack obviously not happy and attempts to use the hammer himself, and that's of course when we get Shibata coming out. Oh yeah, that he wants the All Atlantic title. That's right. I mean, well, they did build up to this at the last pay per view when Shibata, or I'm sorry, no, Forbidden Door, when Shibata showed up after the banger of a match that Orange Cassidy had with Will Ospreay. And so they were already teasing it. And apparently, this has come from the mouth of Shibata. He wants two matches in AEW. One of them is with Orange Cassidy, and the other one is with Brian Danielson. Oh, I don't bang, know bang, if bang, I want to let him take a match with B. Trying. <laughs> Can you but imagine I mean, how on edge of the seats we're all going to be for Shibata versus Danielson? Oh, Please, no that or wear a helmet, something, dude. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but I mean, I'm ex- I would be excited for either one of them. So, and, and the fucked up thing is, is we get one of them on goddamn Rampage. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, oh, that sucks. But it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I think Shibata versus Danielson will be the bigger match anyway. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, everybody loves Orange Cassidy, and he is a champion. But at the same time, Danielson's bigger. Mm-hmm. He is a gigantic star. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just excited that we're still clearly getting some crossovers with New Japan. It's not over. I mean, and then at the same time... Uh, we might be getting an imp- an impact flux as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how closely they work with Impact right now because we don't really see anybody show up on Impact or anything like we did when Omega was champion. That's true. But I'm pretty sure the door is still open. Like WWE yeah. ain't working with Impact anytime soon. Oh God, no. They'll take their talent, but they won't work with them. Oh yeah. Um, for some reason, the aptly named problem, Marina Shafir is still on TV. She is a problem. She's a problem to watch. She's a problem to follow. Surely somebody saw that when they gave her that nickname. Hey, and I'm call, sure that's why they left it. A problem. I'm uh, sure that's why they left problems. Uh, sure. No. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Inside uh, office joke that goes too far. And if it wasn't insufferable enough, we had Vicky and Nyla Rose with a microphone for the oh, whole few minutes Jesus. of the match. Frankly, I was already was a short match. I was dreading the match, and then they came out, and I just why? But like, why? Why are you doing this to Jade? <sighs> to turn her face. I think she's already over enough. She doesn't have to deal with it. Well, we don't have to be subjected to this shit. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, and the final like half hour of the show was very exciting. We get a vignette signaling the return of the House of Black. Yeah, sorry, WWE guys. Uh, he ain't Uncle Howdy. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, I will admit it did look just like him. To a degree, uh, yeah. Maybe it was just a contact. I don't know. Right, uh, maybe it's just this. But now all the facial features looked very much like uh, Alistair Black. Malachi Black, whatever you want to call him. It did, and then somebody else put something up that it it was a a fucking wrestler from the 90s, and I just laughed with hilarity. I was like, oh, it looks just like him. But, um, I mean, I 
I'm not too sure of who that's going to end up being or what in that matter for fucking Bray. But it's just, I don't know. I, 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 I'm happy to see Malachi and, and the and the House of Black are coming back full force. That was a great little vignette. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it's definitely it was late by a couple days because that was as Halloween as you can ever have. Yeah, uh, I think it's all but confirmed. Bo Dallas is going back and getting involved somehow. But yeah, go for it. It wasn't Malachi Black, and it wasn't gonna be because he made it clear he wasn't leaving AEW. He was taking time off. Read people. Yep. Yeah, thank you. He put out a statement. I assure you, if you read what he says. Not the dirt sheets. Not what he said. What he said. And well, the dirt sheet, no, motherfucker. Pretty sure Buddy Matthews did the same. Like, he just debunked these rumors himself that he's mm-hmm. leaving AEW. Well, yeah. I mean, the second anybody's contract is close to being up, oh, there's going to be a bidding war for this guy. There's going to be a bidding war for that guy or this guy or that girl, or that person. or And... Then they're like, there's going to be a what? I didn't know my contract was up. The fuck's going on? <laughs> These I guys love don't it when out their cheats. Yeah, well, they're my like, contract is running out. Nobody told me. It's like, nobody told me. I signed the bitch. What are you talking about? Oh, wait, is Bruce Pritchard in charge of your contract again? Uh, yep, fuck. I better go check on that. <clears throat> Bobby Roode. Oh, shit. What the fuck's that guy? We don't know. Yo, Bobby Roode is still the longest reigning, I think, Impact World Champion. Possibly. That may be uh, a fact that I've made up. That'd be awesome. Fact check myself now because I'm pretty sure I read that. Uh, The oldest champion, Sting. Heaviest champion, Moose. Obviously. Wow. (laughs) Heaviest champion. Fuck out of here. Alright, here we go. Let's uh list it according to longest days. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, not the fucking what what do you want the NWA title for? I said impact. Like you mean the NWA? Yeah. Well, I hate that uh, in, well the, the problem is the impact one also does it because it started as the NWA, yeah. so Bobby Roode is still the longest reigning impact world champion, two hundred and fifty six days. What's he doing now? I don't know. <laughs> Is he Hanging out with chicken wings in the back, baby. He's probably chasing the 24-7 title. We just don't get to see it anymore because it only changes hands on freaking house shows. I mean, I guess. Whatever works, whatever boats your float. Calm down there, Doc Brown. Right, Scott. Um, and main events. I don't know which way I expected this one to go, but I'm not surprised at the same time. So Joe uh, gets to win defending the TV title against Brian Cage. Another loss for Brian Cage. Another loss for Brian Cage. Uh, I mean, yeah, they got a pay-per-view coming up. They're trying to sell a a, a fucking uh, streaming service and all that other shit. So I understand the move. But then why the fuck does Brian Cage beat the shit out of you to lose? That's my only question. Brian Cage looked like a million bucks, and he looked awesome, and he looked strong, and he looked like he should be the fucking uh, television champion. But instead, they kept it on Joe, and Joe just kind of like skated by, and he just randomly escaped with a Kohina clutch, and it's like, uh, okay. I mean, uh. And then another thing, goddamn TK, 
for your reasons of probably just cocaine and cocaine accessories. Why the fuck is the RW uh, uh, the uh, Ring of Honor Television Championship ahead of the Ring of Honor World Championship? <laughs> I mean, come on, bud. You know what? They probably could have ended the show with the Ring of Honor World Title match and then just close it out with the the brawl between BCC and JS. I mean, I can understand. Oh god, we probably wouldn't have got that big of a pop for Colt Cabana, but I mean, the anticipation, the anticipation maybe would have been enough to garner some more views. Yeah, like I think everybody was uh, intrigued as to who it would be. We all had our predictions. I don't think anybody expected Colt Cabana. Did we even mention his name last week? No, because he's not no. a world champion. So Exactly, because we were going down the Ring of Honor World Championship list. And maybe the pop wasn't so much because it was Colt Cabana coming back. Maybe it was because, oh shit, we just read what's happened between Jericho and Punk, and now they've picked Colt Cabana. Maybe that was part of the pop, so we still would have got the pop anyway. Yeah, I, I, th- I really do think that that's, it hit a lot of smart fans like, Punk's really gone. And that's why there wasn't much of a pop. I mean, now, granted, I'm also not saying every time I see Cabana in AEW, I expect the fucking roof to blow off. But I, I really do think that this had, like, a double meaning. Mm. It's a, oh, cool. It's just a whatever Ring of Honor champion. Yeah, Punk's gone. Punk's gone. Maybe his contract hasn't been torn up yet, but he, he ain't coming back. I mean, he's he's got a torn peck, if I'm not mistaken, is whether he's got fucked up, right? Is, is it, I think it's his peck. And it's the torn titty just like fucking Corey had. And Corey ain't been back since. And he oh. left at Mania. Lost the broken foot. Oh, yeah, the broke foot. Yeah, so he's shit. That motherfucker maybe might maybe January, but I also haven't heard anything about Corey. Didn't he fuck up his elbow again, too? Oh, God. I have no idea. Punk Punk's in a bad way. Oh, punk! Oh, punk's beyond fucked up. Well, I mean, he has. I'm sure he's still got foot problems. Yeah, he's got the torn pack, and then, uh, what did he fuck up originally? His knee. No, it was his foot. That no, no, it was his foot. The way he came back too early it was his foot. So it's, I, I mean, best case scenario, if the guy can wrestle, punk being, maybe ten months from now, maybe that's on a good recovery too. Now, understand yeah. that motherfucker ain't young like the other cats. So we're looking at maybe more of like 10 to a year. And if it ends up being a year, if Papa H wants him back, sure. Go. Have fun. Smell you later. Yeah. Because there's no room in it. Everything good? Strange. Very strange. Look, Rowan, three weeks, then you can have the world title match. Don't go hacking right. the show. No hacking shows, bro. Like, to the point where, like, my entire goddamn everything over here went bazinga. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's AEW. Now, you could have waited just a couple of minutes for the hack, and then we're going to move to the next segment anyway. Let's go to the A to B at the Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. All right, so here we are trucking on down the line. 
December the 9th, 1996, Raw and Nitro's coming at you. Decent shows. Um, obviously, you know, my taste, I'm more towards the WCW side. But, hey, this was not a bad show at all by any means. Maybe even good. Maybe even good show. Uh, probably, you know what? Probably the fuck, one of the better fucking shows I've reviewed from Raw. I can't even fucking butter it up too much. Mainly strictly because of The Undertaker versus Mankind in a no-holds-barred match. Fantastic stuff. Um, Jesse James defeated Justin Bradshaw and uh, was it? Uh, I think it's a uh, Zebekiah in a two-on-one handicap match. Uh, of all the people to win a fucking handicap match, Jesse James. I mean, I, it, it was fine. I think I gave it a whopping one and a quarter. Goldust and Bart Gunn got a one and a half out of me. Not terrible. Not you know, is whatever. Um, I was expecting more out of this. Psycho Sid, the current WWF champion against the current Intercontinental champion, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, uh, ended in a countout. So it was kind of fucking lackluster with that one. Good, but overall, hot start, bad main event. WCW, on the other hand, though, um, there was a couple of shitters, and I do mean a couple of shitters, and uh, that's like a Hugh Morge versus Renegade kind of shit, but then we had some... Bangers and boy, do I ever mean bangers! I have never—I don't know if I've ever said. I'm mean, the the words I want to say is never. I do not recall talking about a good nasty boys match, but them against the faces of fear was damn fun, damn fun. Um, Dean Malenko, Jimmy Graffiti. I've talked about Jimmy Graffiti before. Cats on my list for wrestler of the week. Something I gotta—I start bringing back. I have not been doing, by the way. I'm gonna start bringing back. Um, Cruiserweight title match was fan-fucking-tastic. A lot of fun. Rick Steiner, Scott Norton, Big Hoss battle ended in a no contest. And Diamond Dallas Page defeated, you know who, Jeff Jarrett, to advance in the goddamn WCW United States Championship Tournament. Fun episodes. Catch them. Monday. Monday. And we're closing it out with the final two segments of the show. First up, the Geek of the Week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no gut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. All right, so Geek of the Week is actually a little difficult for me because I'm kind of on the fence. There's like two guys that are totally. Holy geek worthy. And you know what? I haven't done a twofer. I don't know if I've ever really done a twofer. So we're going to do a twofer. The first one goes to Jake Hager. I'm sure I've put him on here before. Uh, the fact that you are an MMA fighter that runs around in like these tiny white shoes with no socks, tiny shorts, no shirt, and the fucking brightest color hat you can find that week. And you're just doing dumb, ridiculous stuff. Like, he all of a sudden was just walking up the ramp. And he was like, oh, my back. And then hit the ground and started twerking. <laughs> and I'm just... <laughs> I, I didn't know whether to laugh or to be embarrassed. So, that's Geek of the Week number one. Geek of the Week number two. <sighs> Geek of the Week number two. Uh, Lord have mercy, Jesus. Motherfucking faux nickels. Faux Nichols Cam comes out in his full-blown sting gets get up, beats the shit out of Darby, 
And then you, you so first off, you got crickets from the crowd. And then on top of that, whatever debut turn fuckery, whatever the hell you had got overtopped by fucking slap nuts. I wanted to give it to slap nuts because he's slap nuts. Fuck, you know, fuck Jeff Jarrett. He's geek the week for Gene Jeff Jarrett. Da, 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 da. But <laughs> to be overtopped by Jeff Jarrett for the same exact thing Jeff Jarrett did. No, bud, it's you. Faux Nichols. You two are the gig of the week. You know what? I'm glad you picked two because there's two bastards of the week this week. Too. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Play the music. First up, I think he had one of the best performances of the night, certainly one of the matches of the night, uh, and looked very, very good as a champion. So first, mm-hmm. best of the week goes to Orange Cassidy. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's won it before. If not, damn should have been. Um, and second um, best of the week this week, he didn't even wrestle, but how could I not give it to Sami Zayn? How could you not give it to Sami Zayn? <laughs> Sami Zayn is a national treasure right now. <laughs> national treasure, that man. All right. Thank you for spending your first day with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Max Russell UK and the Captain 512 and SMR Podnet. Check out the website, maxrustling.net, and don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. Right. And now listen up, you pencil neck geeks, because this is what Moses has for you this week. As he says, each and every week, retro back hot heavy, December the 9th, 1996, Raw and Nitro. Heard a little bit here. Come get the full review Monday, if not Tuesday, with the star ratings included. Um... Bolt was going to come back, and I just that the energy was not there. Let's keep it honest with you. The energy wasn't there, so we're waiting until next season. It is what it is for those who are waiting for it next season. Um, unless, and I've already gotten like two or three different requests, I guess the coverage of the XFL. I don't know. I don't know if that's really going to be a thing. We'll see. <sighs> Everything's up in the air, but Retro's not. Retro's coming. And then, of course, you got to do the TikTok. Max Wrestling UK on TikTok. 20 away from 1,200. Stop playing with the boy. Get on there. Share it. Comment. You already know the game. If you got to be, you got to be interactive in order for it to pop off. So get to it. Hit me with some questions, some comments. Stitch the videos, and let's get to it. Maybe you too can be on smart. Of the fuck was it? Goddamn, uh, fucking shit. Mark say. Yeah. Same with uh, the Max Russell and Facebook group. Let's uh, let's see some interaction. Absolutely. Well, there you go. If you guys need the link, it is inside of Max Wrestling. I'm pretty sure there's a link to the Facebook group. You can click on to that. We got 21 days, 20 plus days left for you to be the group MVP. Travis Walker Anderson has been group MVP for God only knows how long. The man feels like Okada at this point. Somebody take him off his reign. Be the Naito to his Okada. Oh, man. We may as well rename it the Walker title at this point. The Walk, the Walker Award. I like it. <laughs> He's been group MVP for 441 days. 
I'm going to call crowned. him Sam Martino at some point. God damn. To make it sound even longer, he was crowned at Promo Slam 2021. Come on, UP. Come on, guys. The previous Chad, I can hear reigns, Chad typing right now. The previous two reigns before Travis were 56 and 76 days. This motherfucker's on 400 plus. 400 plus. Come on. Come on. Be interactive. Share your dumb posts. Give your dumb comments. It's just like TikTok. The only way to help grow is via interaction from the fans. Yeah. And even if you don't catch him up, it just proves how ungoddamn deniable he is. Hey, you're telling me. Um, and that's it for this week. Join us next week for the 400th episode of Max Wrestling Podcast. We've come a long, long way. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we will be joined by two former co-hosts in Mike Larkin and Evan Money McCaver. Get your sensor buttons ready because be he ain't PG, let me tell you. Love it. Uh, you've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye and good night. Episode 400. Come at you the next week. In the words of Evan McCaver, I like turtles. I like turtles.